Friends, grab your Bible. <laughs> Action. <laughs> Amen. All right. We are a very, very important point in our service. And this morning we are so privileged, so blessed. God has brought our way, our pastor, our friend, the presiding bishop at Lighthouse Assembly of God. So please help me welcome the only Bishop Boniface Kilson. <laughs> Wow, do it better unto the Lord. And a shout. Amen. You may be seated. Um, I have uh, my lecturer when we're in the seminary. And then he's a superintendent. Um, Assemblies of God, uh, Central Region A. Reverend Chris Sando, I'm sure he's been introduced already. So when you said I'm presiding bishop, I looked his direction. We are no much amidimwa. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we thank God for this wonderful day. Um, I'm here to speak for our chairman the chairman has sent us that we should go to different churches to preach so i'm here uh, in the lake of reverend milton affair and i thank you for receiving me with that beautiful uh, welcome and the choir was so fantastic give it up for the choir give it up for the choir, give it up for the choir. all right Mm, Isaiah 23. We will read from 15 to the end. I think 20 something. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. For you have loved us when we were not a people, when we were cast away, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. You came down just for us. You paid the highest price to buy us out of the slave market of sin and iniquity and filthiness and transgression. We are grateful. We are grateful, our Lord. We are grateful, our Maker. We are grateful, our King. We thank you. This hour, we want to share your word, Lord. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Open our understanding. Let every heart be receptive. 
let your name be glorified and let the church say amen oh your amen is weaker all right i want to share something briefly from this text with you so read through the text then i will share something small all right now it came to pass in that day now it shall come to pass in that day that time will be forgotten for 70 years according to the days of one king and at the end of the 70 years it will happen to time as in the song of the harlot verse 16 take a half go about the city you forgotten harlot make sweet melody sing many songs that you may be remembered 17 and it shall be that at the end of 70 years that the Lord will deal with time she will return to her high and commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth the next verse her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord it shall not be treasured or laid up for her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord to eat sufficiently and for fine clothing you finish alright I think that is where I end up to verse 18 so 15 to 18 alright this is a beautiful text Isaiah the prophet prophesied for Israel. And then when he was prophesying, he prophesied most of his prophecies, the early part were warnings. He told them that something drastic, something disastrous, something negative was about to happen to the land because they had forsaken God and they were walking in their own ways. It's dangerous to walk in your own ways ignore God and think that you are the bosu chena, you are the chef, you are the latest man in town and uh, you have ideas you are wiser than God some people think that way, they are wiser than God wiser than the Bible, wiser than church so the prophet warned them and said that something will happen to them and indeed it happened, Nebuchadnezzar came to the scene, took over the whole place and carried a lot of them to Babylon now, whilst he was prophesying about Israel, there were times that he would veered into prophecies for other nations. So, in this particular uh, readings, he veered into time. And he prophesied about time. And he told them that a time is coming, they will be captured. And indeed, history records that they were captured. They were also captured by the same Nebuchadnezzar. They will be captured. Their city will be destroyed. Everything. And they will also go into captivity for 70 years. Now, after they have gone into captivity for 70 years, for them to come back, for them to be remembered of God, for them to be set free, for them to regain their freedom and to be able to come back and reorganize and become a stronger nation as they used to be. He said that they will need to do certain things. They should act 
after the 17 years they should act like a prostitute that has been forgotten a harlot and a shawu that has been forgotten what it simply means if they say forgotten you may not understand now but if i go a little you appreciate it and a shower whose services has been used but not paid and he said they should act like that one day i was in circle just um, on one of the bridge a, a gentleman nicely dressed i think he was going somewhere and one of these prostitutes she worked the whole night she didn't get money so she it was her door she stopped the car and jumped into the car i said oh mommy left to call her just drop me here so the man just got to a point he said miss you are here where there were a lot of people a lot of people then the man just parked the car then instead of getting out she just jumped out and held the man by the neck when she am coming my uncle and it was a scene everybody was passing people were feeling bad i'm telling you the man had to take all the money on him to give to the woman because praise the lord so a prostitute that is forgotten a prostitute that you have used their services so he said if they must be remembered and go back and have their nation and rebuild and be, become glorious again then at the end of the 70 years they should act like a prostitute forgotten they should take up harps go through the street make noise become loud sing praise to god and do a lot of things and when they do that god will remember them and when god remembers them god will let them go back and when they go back when you read the, the i think 16 17 thereabout he said and then you will fornicate or you you have fornicate can i get that i think 17 yeah let me explain the scripture then i go into my preaching okay Isaiah, yeah 17 and it shall be that at the end of these 70 years that the lord if they act like a prostitute for forgotten then the lord will deal with pie and she will return to her high and commit fornication with all the nations now this fornication is not normal bedmatics fornication this fornication is just an expression that she will be she will go back and do business and do business with other nations she will have contract she will, she will have foreign businesses with other nations and kingdoms in the world on the face of the earth because they acted like a prostitute forgotten this is what god will do for them they will go back and their businesses will flourish and their international businesses will go on well their international connections everything will go on well and then the verse 18 say and they will have a lot of profit and when they have a lot of profit they should set some apart to the lord i like the old king james the old king james said and they will set it apart as holy or holiness unto the lord yeah and a merchandise and a high shall be holiness unto the lord it does not mean that all their money what it means is that they would take a tithe of whatever business they make and give to god because they pay their tithe all their resources all their other money will become holy yeah their monies will be sanctified and then they will also use some of their money to 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 for the priest in the house so that they will eat sufficiently and for 
durable clothing. So that is the whole story. And on this story, I want to share with you what I've captioned, a prostitute forgotten. A prostitute forgotten. A prostitute forgotten. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a prostitute forgotten. What do I mean by a prostitute forgotten? All I want to share with you is that I want to share with you about seven points. I'll be done soon. At, at most, let's say five minutes to six, I will be out of here and you can go home and sleep. Alright. Amen. Do you have a coffee? We had the Avenue Barbecue. Amen. All right. So, all that I want to share with you is uh, I want to share with you about seven unyielding qualities of a die hard Christian. Die hard. Radical Christian. There are seven. Because a prostitute is a radical die-hard somebody. No, no shame. Nothing they move them. So I want to share just seven, seven qualities of an unshielding, a die-hard, an unshielding, seven unshielding qualities of a die-hard Christian. Die-hard Christian. Seven unyielding qualities of a die-hard Christian, die-hard Christian. Who, who is a die-hard person? A die-hard person. I remember when we were growing up, we lived in a neighborhood, and there was this man. He supported Asante Kotoko, and he was a die-hard supporter. Die-hard supporter. Yeah, very strong. Asante Kotoko was his food, his religion. His God is everything. And any day you meet this man, from his socks, his shoes, his trousers, his panties, his singlets, his walking stick, everything is red. Everything is red. Even the day he died, everything he was wearing was red. His bedsheet red, his, his room, his, he painted it red. He was a die-hard supporter. Yeah, all of us say we support, maybe we support, let's say, Ghana Blaster. But we are not die-hard. The, the, the people who play that thing, the true. What do you call it? Yeah, most of you say you support uh, Rattes or something. But you are not die-hard. You are not a die-hard supporter. Those of us who say we, we support Ghana Blaster, we are not die-hard. Because there is one man, he's called one man supporter. He's a die-hard person. Listen, let everybody stop. You will see him supporting. You will see him. Let every they, wherever they go to play, you will see him. He will show up. He will spend his money. He will be there. A die-hard person. It's like this man I'm talking about. That's a Tikotoko fan. Very die-hard. Many Christians are not die-hard. We are not radical. We are not. We are just. We, God wants us to be die-hard Christians. Amen. Amen. Are you here? Are you in the house or are you already gone home? Praise the Lord. 
All right. So let's go through the, the seven qualities that I want to share with you. They are unshielded. They will never give up on those qualities. They will never beat him, do anything. He will hold on to that thing. He's unshielded. Unshielded. It's like a man whose source was born. And he had a motor accident. And they took him to a hospital and they said they were removing his They said, Shall we remove your son? Me wo me soxum. Me wo me soxum. Because when him see ye yin soon, ye yin soxa, and send Bessie. So we we have to come to that place where we are tired. Tired. And so we are looking at the seven qualities. Let's start from the verse 15. The first quality is on children unbending. You can never negotiate with anybody who is a diehard Christian on this quality. You can never. Every day, any time, 24-7. And it shall come to pass in that day that I... Alright, go to the next verse. Verse 16. Verse 16. He, I will not take a harp. Go about the city. Thou hallowed, that has been forgotten. Make sweet melody. Sing many songs. That thou mayest be remembered. The first quality of a diehard Christian is that every diehard Christian is a crazy, is crazy at praise and worship. Is crazy at praising his God. You cannot negotiate until I see you very crazy with worship, with praise. You are not a diehard Christian. Yeah. When you're a diehard Christian, you you don't negotiate with your praise. No, no, this thing that you can stay at home uh, and say, ask me, I'm just going for the word. Anybody who is truly a diehard Christian, eh? praise and worship, especially praises, dancing, giving God the praise, doesn't joke with it. He's mad at it. He said, take a half. Huh. Sometimes when we look at our praise, we are not even taking a lot of things. So. They will take the root of ritual, but anything, vuvuzela, anything they can handle, they are in to praise their God. They are crazy at praise. This thing you have excused yourself from praises in the name of maturity is backsliding. It's backsliding. It's not maturity at all. When you are matured in God, you rather praise Him. You rather dance. You rather come and celebrate your God. You have not been dancing in church. Where have you been dancing? Where have you? You are a suspect. Look at somebody and say, uh, Are you that suspect? You are a suspect. Where have you been dancing? You have not been praising God. You have not been lifting up your voice. You have not been shouting. When we say hallelujah, you sit down as a gentleman. What gentle are you? If it is not because of the Lord, will you wake up? And you think you are gentle? As for me, I'm, I'm diplomatic. Listen, take your diploma. Diplomatic people are in the cemetery. They don't disturb each other. They don't disturb each other at all. You are a child of God. You cannot, you cannot honor God with your praise. You cannot honor God with your dance. You cannot lift your voice in the house of the Lord. You are not, you are not radical enough. You are not radical. Look at all these political parties. People can make noise, scream. Look at all these football, football teams. People will paint themselves in different colors. They will be there very early morning. Do anything. Make noise for their team. 
If God is our God, if God is our creator, if God is the one we worship, where is his praise? When you read the Psalms, especially the Psalms about the praise of God, like Psalm 109 and things like that, when you read it, it's not the kind we do in church. When we are extremely gentle, polite. When we come to church, throw away gentility. Give God your radical praise. Let God hear your voice. Let God feel you. Oh, let God feel you. I said, let God feel you. That you were there. You also came. You also came. Yeah. Of all the activities we do in church, two of them are outstanding because those are the ones we do. And if you are not doing them, then it means that you are coming to church in Ukraine. In some way. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because the preaching, you are sitting down, you are saying, Amen, you are just writing notes. And some of the things, announcement, you are not doing some. And a lot of the things you are not doing. So you have only two major things. Your praise and your worship. And then the second one, your offering. These are the two major things you come to church to do. Except those who are into other departments or, or shares, they are doing one or two things. Who are into, but majority of us, these are the two main things we come to church to do, and then the rest we just receive. And these two, the praise, you are deficient. The offering is five. If we are three hundred, all of us give five. It means that by the end of the month, it's twenty. 20 times 300, now you be accountant. Can we pay our bills? Can we pay our bills? Can we do anything meaningful? Can we pay our staff? Can, can we move? And so, ladies and gentlemen, don't sit back and say, as for me, my pastor, why not retire? My pastor, oh, 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 why would you cry? Why you slow, slow? Then you slow, slow. Now you are branching with your money. You are sandwiching with your gentry, gentry fee. Say you are not going to buy it. Now you are going to buy it. 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 When you come before God, be like a small boy. Just dance, just praise, just worship, just honor, just lift your voice, just dance. Shake your hands, shake your legs. Dance before the Lord. That is something that when somebody is a diehard Christian, you can never take it from the person. No matter what you do, the person will continue to praise God. The person will continue to sing. The person will continue to lift up his voice. The person will say, shoe or no shoe. I will praise my God. A lot of time, we make ourselves too diplomatic. And we don't know that we are incurring even the displeasure of God on our lives. Let's, let's calm down. You see, when you are diplomatic in your office, you press bell, they serve you coffee. When you come to church, throw that away. You have come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Laws. Let him know who you are. There are many people who are sub-chiefs, kings, amankrado, odikro, odikro, and those people, when they go before the paramount chief, they forget who they are. And they, they remove their cloth and bow. They bow. 
and whoever you are, even we are not against your position, we are not against God's blessing you, we are not against the fact that you are a manager. But when we, we all come before God, we are all nothing. Let's celebrate God, let's make God feel that we are His children. We have come to dance before Him. Number two, number two, unshielding quality of a diehard Christian is that every diehard Christian is very loud and vociferous. It's loud and vociferous. He said, Take up here, go out, shout, scream, make noise. You are not loud about your Christianity. You are too quiet, extremely gentle. You don't want people to even know you are a Christian. Hey. So you're Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let people know that you serve God. Let people know that you come to church. Let people know that you are a member of living word. Buy the sticker, put it, whatever, show it. Be loud about your Christianity. Any Christian you see who is not loud about the Christianity, he has something to hide. Be loud about Christianity. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you have been? It is, we, we are alive because of His mercy. I like the rendition in the tree. Number two, three, three. The third unjoding quality of a diehard Christian is that every diehard Christian is not ashamed of God. It's almost like the two. It's not ashamed. He said, he said, he said, he said, behave like a forgotten harlot. How can a forgotten harlot be ashamed? They are not ashamed. How can you be a Christian and you are ashamed of your God? You are ashamed of telling people you are standing God. Wherever you are, don't be ashamed. At your workplace, in your neighborhood, wherever you turn, let people know you serve God. You believe the Bible. You pray in tongues. You are born again. Get born again. Romans 1, 16. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed because it is the power 
that gives salvation. Why are we ashamed of our God? Why can't we be bold about our God? Look at people who worship trees, who worship animals, who worship cow. They are, they are bold to declare who they are. They are confident. But Christians, we have made ourselves some way. And we say in this country, Amen. Negotiate for your faith. Tell the you to you sorry. negotiate? negotiate? Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> Let everybody know you are a Christian. No. Let everybody know. Don't be ashamed of your Christianity. Don't be ashamed at all. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Number four. It's virtually the same thing I'm repeating. The fourth unyielding quality is that anybody who is a diehard Christian never hides his Christian identity. As you go to the street, how can you be in the street? You are in the open. You are in the open, singing and dancing and praising God. How will people see you? Everybody will see. So you are not hiding. You are not hiding. Don't hide your Christian identity. When you are coming to church and people meet you, let them know you are going to church. Praise the Lord. No, 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 don't be hiding it. Don't be hiding it. In this era of mobile phone, Bible, and things like that, sometimes I tell people, it's not enough. Buy a Bible. Buy a Bible. Carry it. You see, even if you not read it, at least you say, carry it so that people will see you are a Christian. You hold Bible. And if you are a lady, buy too much. Because there are blue Bibles. So when you dress blue, you take it. Pink, you take it. Black, you take it. Any kind. Let people feel that you are a Christian. Too much, much. Even if you open it, just hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Do you know that if you go to a restaurant now, you are going to a restaurant to eat. And a big restaurant, renowned one. And you just sit down. And the moment you sit down, you remove your Bible and put it like that. Everybody will be turning and look at you. Even the Bible, it attracts fans. The Bible alone is important. When you carry your Bible like this and you are in a plane and you, you, you they have not said yet, you just draw your and you remove it. The next person sitting at you, you just look at you some way. Yeah. The Bible is an important thing. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Don't hide your Christian identity. If you are wearing t-shirts to church, when you wear it, don't let anything cover it. No, no, no. Don't hide your Christianity. Is it a good message? Number four. Number five. A diehard Christian is unshielding about his dependency on God. He's unyielding. No matter what you do, he will let you know that it is the Lord. It depends on God. It is only by God. He said, let, let, let's just read that part. The verse that he said, he said, make sweet melody. Sing many songs that thou will be remembered. He, 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 he looks up to God for God to remember 
him. So nyame anka wa obetansem. When you say nyame anka ye and assistant shebre. What do you say you are doing? You have joined the gangs that say I'm self-made. Hwe ye. Kwejo hwe ye. No nipa. Un sesh you. O porika krebi we nim se kakai. Porika krebi. Nyame no dey call no dey ba. Right. Please, I beg you, let God. You see. Put it in your system. Put it in your blood. Put it in your genes. That it is only because of God. I depend on God. My next meal comes from God. My promotion comes from God. The future of my children. It is only God that will make them good. No amount of my training and discipline can raise my children. It is only the hand of the Lord. It is only God. When you are like that. But when you think that you even by coming to church, you have done God a favor, you have done Pastor the Graft a favor. It's as if you are you there, you are yourself. Please, I came to tell you. Don't importance yourself. Do you understand my English? I said, don't importance yourself. Turn and preach to somebody for me. I say, sister, don't important yourself. Don't important yourself. Don't important yourself at all. We all depend on God. Yes. Even your appetite to eat comes from God. Listen, your ability to work comes from God. Don't say, I, mean, I train myself, I work hard, I'm disciplined, I went to this university. Listen, that same university, people went there, they fail. People went there, they got first class. When they got out, they never got a job for over seven years. Your past was just Jikodidi. But here you are, you're a big man now. You think you made yourself a big man? Let's make God to know that we depend on Him. Let's let's not miss prayer meeting. Because now then I didn't pay the wikikisa. Ose nyen nyamia, nyamia ni mwa. Manko bono some pay no yini ishire free misuwa. Maya mabo kana dekreimu. Asun obi anu obi huin. Maya mabo pa. Nyamia na me dano. Wano na me dano. Wano no ademeko no ademeba. Mini era de na mwa misuro. Media sita, 
Israel in the face of a poor battle in second chronicles chapter 20 verse 12 lifted up their voice in prayer and said lord we have no strength in our own we depend on you we depend on you second chronicles chapter 20 as in verse 12 they said they said we don't have strength listen it's not your strength though it's not your something it's not what you know it is grace where they carry man grace where they carry man and so let everybody know that you depend on the grace of god you depend on the arm of god you depend on the strength of God. You depend on the provision of God. You depend on the message of God. You depend on the kindness of God. You don't negotiate it for anything. You are uncertain about it. You can tell that, oh, maybe this, this job can give me plenty of money. You say, if only it will affect my prayer and my service to God, I will just go for one. And I know God will provide. I know God will make a way. I know God will take care of me. Because my living here is by His grace. Yeah, Christian. This is how you behave. Nobody can negotiate with that. You don't, you don't, you don't take your prayer for granted. You don't take your devotion for granted. You don't take your contact and commitment with God for granted because you know that your source of strength, energy, everything comes from above. You know, you know, you know. And your song is Mama Meniso, Achirani Papa, Number six, the six unyielding quality of a die-hard Christian. Die-hard Christian is in verse seventeen. In the person, listen, your Christianity. Here, it's not a diehard diehard. If you don't have this seven for uh, the sixth one, the sixth one is anybody who is a diehard Christian. Never joke with his first foot to the Lord. His tithe, his special offering. He never jokes with it. He never jokes with it. So he said, become like a prostitute that is forgotten. Become like a diehard group of people. And one of the things you will do, according to Isaiah 23:17, is that Whatever money you make, whatever profit you make, the part that is supposed to go to God, you will give it to Him. You will never negotiate with it. He said, he said in the verse 17, and it shall come to pass that after the end of 17 years, that the Lord will visit time. She shall turn to her high. She shall do business with other nations and kingdoms. And she will make a lot of profit. And the verse 18 says, when she makes a lot of profit, verse 18, when she makes a lot of 
profit them her merchandise and her high it means that the profit that has come from her money shall be holiness to the lord in other words she will pay a tithe of it to the lord that's all that it means because romans chapter 11 verse 16 romans 11 16 can we have that romans 11 16 i'm troubling you with my quotations romans 11 16 tells us that when a do more morica when you take the tithe, the first fruit of it, and give it, then the whole door is sanctified and all becomes holy. So when he says your merchandise shall be holiness to God, it means that you will pay a tithe out of it, and because you pay a tithe out of it, all your resources will now become holy. He said, but if, for if the first fruit be holy, then the lamb is also holy. So what it means that, when they profit, when they make business, when they have international contact and they earn money, their money will be holy. It means that they will pay tight. They will never negotiate with that. Don't let social media deceive you. When I see people argue, is it Old Testament? Is it New Testament? Is it this? Is it that? You see, it is paying you don't want to pay. Just tell us we understand your language. It is paying all this your argument you are making. It is paying you don't value the place of God in your life. Yeah, you value Trudeau because that, they, they will come after you for the task. And God asks them to run his kingdom and his church is offerings and tithe. And God did here. You don't value God. Yet you have done a long prayer list. You have come to kneel down. And many people who will not do give their tithe regularly. When we come and we say special seed, so that. Your, your, your land, your land that somebody wants to see, so you can get it. They are running to sow seed. Listen, if all of us were paying our tithe faithfully and giving offering as we should give, there would be no need for all these gimmicks and special seeds and things like that. I'm telling you. It's because many Christians have decided not to pay, especially those who earn dollars. You are quiet. I say, especially those who earn dollar. Because they know the value. They call home for exchange rates. Until you come to that level where whatever you earn, you say, God, here is your tithe. I never negotiate with it. I won't eat it. I won't chop it. I'm giving it. I give a good offering. The Bible said when we give offering, we should give as the Lord has prospered us. Some of you for the past 10 years, it has been five, five, five. They be about Samami. They be about Samami. Until we get to that point where nothing, no, 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 whatever people will say, let them come with arguments, scriptures, confusion, debate. No debate will change your mind. Because you know the God you believe in and how much He's blessing you and keeping you and being good to you and opening doors for you. You know. And so no, no man can convince you that we hate him. We, we say, we say, we say. No, nobody can convince you. Well, the average you, can you, can you convince him that he shouldn't pay that? Can, can you, what, what can you do to convince him that he shouldn't pay that? And yet, of the whole human race, they are the richest. 
of all businesses. The suburb they live in, you can't buy a housing. Can you convince him? He may not come to church every day, Friday all night, but he's tight. No. They give it faithfully. If you are really committed, die-hard Christian, giving to God is not a border. Praise the Lord. The seventh, the seventh, are you here? The seventh, the seventh unyielding attitude or character of a die-hard Christian is that a die-hard Christian will do everything or will seek the welfare of a, the priest of God. Yeah. They will do everything for the welfare of the priest of God. They say after they have given the tithe so that their merchandise is now holy, their profit and everything is holy. The verse 18 concludes by saying, she will also, she will also use some of her money, verse 18, for, for durable clothing. Let's, let's read it. No, not this one. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 23, 18. Isaiah 23, thank you very, very much. I think I didn't read this one. But Isaiah 23, he said, he said, her gain, her gain will be set apart. So that is, we have conquered that part. Then to the latter part, then who will dwell before the Lord? Aha, let's, let's read that part. Let me read it again. Her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. It will not be treasured nor laid up. For her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord, the priest, to eat sufficiently and for far, fine. Let me write them. Am I a pretty press? For far, fine. So if a person is a die-hard Christian, this is one quality the person will never yield. Throw away. This quality is on children. She will keep to it. He will keep to it. A pastor's welfare. A pastor's welfare. Today we don't see much of it. Thank you for appreciating my senior brother on Sunday. And as the MC said, those who didn't come, you were not here. Please go and honor the man of God. It's, it's a blessing. Just let him feel happy. For also being a pastor over you. For one day. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The Bible said when somebody is, an, is a tired Christian. Eh, the person seeks the, the welfare of the priest of God. Who is the priest of God? The priest under whom he sits. That's the number one. Number two. The priest maybe through whom he was born again. Or or receive Holy Ghost baptism or was baptized. 
maybe your village, wherever. Those are all part of the priest. The priest, maybe where you were in church, maybe you were in Emmanuel, and you came here. You have forgotten about the priest. If you die a Christian, once a while, and especially when you visit home, there'll be something for the priest. There'll be a jacket, there'll be something beautiful, there'll be something, there'll be a hamper, there'll be some fat envelope for the priest. And the last group of the priests is the priest in your village. That priest may not necessarily be an assembly of God pastor. Maybe the person is a Methodist priest that is there. That's where your mother, your siblings, they all go to church. When you go, you concern yourself. You do something. You buy something for them. Once in a while, you send them something. You say, Pastor, I want to send you something. I'm just sending some mobile money. You be concerned. Modern day people are not concerned. Our mindset and our mentality is that the pastor too is working. And some even think that the pastor does nothing. And somebody said, Why should a pastor be single out? All of us are struggling. Ministers in your for so that a Juman be ye into president in it or man in a shemra, say, Wemu, Yentri Tom, see, say, or man be ye. Who could football more, Asana? You share the amount, young farmer, oh, yeah, maybe. Sort of between American, want to cry better. Praise the Lord. All right. All I was saying, do you hear dream? Okay, you can hear dream. <laughs> so, so. Teams have their arrangement for their special people. And God, the church is God's own. And God has, God has employed his pastors. So God is more concerned about his pastors. And God said that if somebody is a very committed diehard Christian, that person will also have the same attitude God has towards his pastors. That person will be concerned about the pastor. Not that to be mature at the beginning of the year. Boys, appreciation to Adam Jacoban. On your bola. Oh, Catholics be a boost. I want to shut down. Was my mother, I know something that's appreciation. Please. Please be careful. So, this is a quality they have. Oh, I've taken too much time. Let me close with it. You see, I was telling you, I said the average people, church people, including myself, we are all church people. When we sit down, we are church members. When we stand here, we are passing. All of us, that attitude, we say we are diehard, but we don't have it. Our mothers, our grandmothers in the villages, I don't know, it is prosperity that has spoiled us. It is small money that has spoiled us. When I was growing up, I saw it. You will see a grandmother look for the best of eggs, put them in a bowl, and say, we are taking it to mission house. We are going to give it to the pastor. And, and the children are angry. And they don't know that it is because of all those things that God has blessed them with education to lay their butters. We will go to the farms. And they will see a very big plantain. Only Abba. Which is a crowd. And your father or your grandfather will tell you, this one is for the priest. Yeah, the mission house. No, be a poor fool. But they did it. 
they will send things they will serve them they were concerned about the welfare of the priest of god most of us we are rather fighting the priest we are rather fighting this as if we are in competition listen when you are die hard believer the welfare of your pastor the welfare of the priest of god is of much value to you you give to them you bless them not because they need Paul said that Paul said that could concern the Philippians. He said, This thing you have done twice. When I, he said, When I was in prison, you sent and you have sent again. He said, Not because I need it, but that your account may abound. And he said, I testify that again of all the churches, you are the only church that have done that. Ladies and gentlemen, let us be concerned. Let us, then he concluded in the verse 19 of Philippians 4. He said, Because of this, my God shall supply all your need. Now we quote it. So we don't do anything. We don't know the premises on which that condition to. Ladies and gentlemen, I've shared with you seven things. That if you are really a radical, die-hard Christian, no, nothing can make you negotiate with these seven. One, nothing will make you negotiate with your praise to God. Two, nothing will make you negotiate with being your loudness. Like you become loud and vociferous for your God. Number three, nothing will make you ashamed of God. Number four, nothing will make you hide your Christian identity. No. You go open. You go open. And number five, you will let everybody know your spirit, your soul, your bladder, your intestine, your kidney, everything within you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Know that you depend on God. You depend on God. It's not on your strength. By strength shall no man prevail. You let everything know you depend on God. And number six, you will never joke with your offerings and your tithe to God. When you are coming, you come with good offering. And, and, and anytime you have to give tithe to God, you give it with a clean heart. No amount of discussion will make you cut it. No. No. No amount of somebody has offended me to me to you. It doesn't come your way. And lastly, you become so concerned about the care and the welfare of the priests of God. We heard in the announcement that we are praying for pastors. Make it a point that I will also pray for my pastor. Are you blessed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As my king, I am so be a church. I said, I'm one. And the tough abomin, you know, I said, What you didn't need beer? Why you say, Oh, you're my father, why you're wild. Ujamafua sorry what that I do? Many people say, "When I'm so many, maybe I will dead. What name? Bia? When Fanny I'm so, 
ensie na yetwaso bi o wo ye dede wo nyame ho ha wo be no awaso bebu wo ya ya o nyame me do asio e wuradi adum o ye yehua de nyawa wuradi a de bia wo ye dede wo nyame ho wo ntani nyame so won kan hye won kan hye wo se yenso kan ye mfa nhye pono no ase won fa nhye wo di sikan ye bia so e me nipa nyina e hu no ye di ho bi o o me nipa nyina hu se wo dan nyame what any me? What any me? Yamin Kaya and a man who couldn't him. Yamia Humabro and a man who couldn't him. Yamin Shira and a man ye ye. Yami Bien Shira Bikunusua. Granison in some Shira and many paya de four. Brejuma for being town. Or many paya, I want to say, and Yanni Brejuma. Nay, Yamin Samusra, and I'm my yeshi, and I'll pay Yame. Make a cry, me cry. Matasia near Dean another. Bamia no, Bamia no, I yo. Hallelujah. I feel when you see Kebia, Yamichef, our demano, Yamichefani, and to do dunya for the Ayabo. Wouldn't Yamin and Nam, when an acro neba, Yamia domoi at the Roma, when you may be ye. Was when you be bia, one no, no, a penino, was a fumu and chrome, and for back up a man and any chef. Also, men kada lasa unyaya na muashi oboto. Tuye Kristo ni pe ni anyamiche fan fan mano. Amen. Nani yedi chia tuone se ojidi ni onti anyamichei. Adiye ba kwa ono se wajine ne sofo. Wajine. Bible si no nisikano. Wadi bibeto nyampa amasofo nwebu. Wadi binswa bwa sofo muashi entadi. Obi ohani sofu onshenta de pa no ehenete sofu oshenye edini womu a eh na si asofu hi ni ebeshe no mache ni ebeshe no mache ni ebeshe no mache eh na di asem kreni oba biti me bufu ase eh asofu ma me fe hmm first na kwa dwini anzo mu de china china sa ase wu se wo se papa eh hmm ntu me di nkwa no mu fra na ke antoni afu Sorry, 